Hello beautiful people and welcome back to the Faraj Akeki's podcast where we talk about anything and everything and in the end learn something. I am your host Faraj Akeel. So on today's episode we will be talking about something that is affecting many youths but I have personally never had a story of someone who has gone through it or has been affected by it. And so today we are joined by a reformed drug addict and to be specific a reformed weed addict who will be telling us his story and how he got to come out of the addiction and what he faced as he was using the drug so i hope you learn a couple of things and yes enjoy uh hello everyone and welcome to yeah another story time and my name is formerly msafi and i don't know where to start but i'll share my story and hopefully on the other end somebody can get to understand that thing or three yeah so i am in my early 20s at the moment and my experience with exposure as a teenage boy in an environment where everything tastes gay to like and having that around me and what i chose instead was uh, a lifestyle that at this point i still battle with the consequences of the decisions i made earlier on in life so uh let's talk about addiction and where that comes from because uh, as i said i've been exposed to an environment of the sort so developing that uh addiction wasn't something i could have controlled with the naivety of being a youth and being a young man going out yeah so i began using the marijuana which is known as weed and and why it is uh, one of the names in the streets yeah shash is also one so i began using it out of the curiosity out of the curious mind of a young person and at that time it didn't occur to me that i would one time think about stress and relate to it with drug use and yeah so my addiction development grew out of something that was beyond what i can uh, recognize because uh, when i was 16 i used to sneak out try out with some few friends and the overall response was i don't see this thing doing anything to me and yeah so i knew i won't be doing this thing by giving up 
a circumstance or a situation where I'm with my friends and they are doing it, I will go ahead and do it. And uh, I went on with school, but looking back right now, I think the damages of what I never used to understand then were working uh, in my life. And the consequences were lived in how my life turned out. And yeah, so to begin with, uh, I got expelled out of school in Form 2. And that could have been my first step to look back and see, whoa, this thing has gotten me to this point and maybe go to rehab. I would recommend that for anyone who is facing the early symptoms of drug dependency. And so as I was suspended, uh, I was so proud, so full of myself trying to justify of why the world was unfair to me in the judgments I got from the school, that is. And as a result, I never felt sorry about what I had just done to my parents, to my education, because at that time I was being used to that school, you know, you just from being a mono in school and now you're adapted to the life and I recall my grades were somewhat improving but I overlooked that and my chances of having a better life from earlier then and yeah I got transferred to another school and this did not stop what I was facing okay it did uh, limit me because the new environment you have to adjust and have a new set of purpose and yeah expectations from the school and yourself too so uh i don't recall much of it being a bother to me that i use drugs sometimes because i went about it school but two times into it i was informed through this time remember i got expelled and the reason was uh, again teenagers have a tendency of <laughs> you just feel that the administration is unfair to you and others are wrong but you are right and yeah so I got expelled because of sneaking out to school to go get myself a new tattoo out of the peer influence I had of my friends, the friends that I chose, I can say that. And yeah, so that led to me being expelled. Yeah, and this is my second school, so I had to move uh, to another school. That is uh, my dad's school now. And remember this boy is in Form 3, getting ready for Form 4 and still no identity for whatsoever for school. <laughs> yeah, so I got lucky and got a private school. And um, the school was somewhat uh, reluctant in uh, 
management and yeah i can say that whatever teachers and whatever roles you get from a school they have a way of fixating your life and your focus so mine was just to okay i've i now have the freedom i so much crave in my yesteryears and now this time round it's free i can do whatever i want and i can i can yeah just be my life and do my thing and um, remember i was still rebellious but all these when i'm looking back right now is when i can actually see in my sobriety that indeed something was going on in my life and i wish i really wish i had a grip of reality so that i could have you know snapped back and seen yo something is wrong but i guess you never really uh you never really know where you come from if you hadn't been there because right now i'm solid in fixing my ground and you know you can just come out with those crap right now and i won't bother to want to feel associated with drug use in my life right now because there's so much going on there's so much i can get there's so much i am learning there's so much i'm also unlearning from what i knew there's a lot i i am gathering right now and i cannot trade that back for anything for i cannot be proud of the life i lived i can only look at it and see that that was this and this is as a result of that so what i can do is make my today my now my decisions that i do right now better than what i did previously yeah so um i was when i was in from 3 i in a nutshell i just finished school with a rough case you can tell from my story that uh even after finishing school i never got the grade that i should have gotten were i serious in what i was doing in high school but i passed barely and uh, yeah so i came out with now real freedom and <laughs> i remember one time my father said now he used to sneak in school not to get with not to get caught with teachers and everything but he said when you're coming out here nobody gives a, a slight idea okay nobody gives yo i'm trying not to cuss him so he told me nobody really cares about whether you're sticking whether you're doing whatever you're doing you have all the freedom you can do whatever you want if you want to you can be wherever you want to be and you have less people to question you for that there are no teachers there are no there are no boundaries you know yeah so i now have that identity and uh
and yeah my father was telling me this thing when i was going to join my first college that is three years after i started using drugs and all that time i was just doing it sneaky sneaky type of thing and it didn't really occur to me that i could get to a point of addiction but this is how i got to know i'm an addict because once i got that freedom when i went to nairobi and this was just my life and everything i used to plan my money based on how i can eat and still manage to have my pleasures that i had chosen so this now is revealing to me that i'll go to school study until 12 from 12 i just have a uh, a hanging afternoon i'm just in my world i'm in my head i'm doing everything i can and on days that i don't have money the guys i used to befriend i had befriended in the hostel would cater for those needs and so at some point it really it didn't really matter if i had money or not it just mattered where where was i where was i at that time because i would easily get somebody and it grew to a point where the effect of drugs in my body was starting to reveal themselves and now i could see that um my my motivation to do work my desires what made me go to Nairobi in the first place that was getting a foundation in media training and at, uh, at that point I never had something substantial that I had done and I guess this raised some concern to my parents but they still used to motivate me over the phone and just keep doing sometimes I come home and yo you're growing thin and yeah i'll just say life is hard in nairobi you know but i made that life and remember i am the one who made the choices constantly and repeatedly until it was now my lifestyle to live that life and um, one time i i now <laughs> was on the verge of waking up in the morning you don't have any purpose for the day so you have to go get your brain charged up this is six in the morning seven in the morning somebody's already on his her, his or her highest self <laughs> yeah so um i got caught i got caught and remember i've been caught in high school and i've I've, I've, I've denied it. I'll say the world is wrongly judging me. Yes, I said the same thing this time round. I just go, go, got so much into and into wanting to say, uh, the, the, okay, the officers said I, I was in possession of the drugs. And this was after a chase out and among my friends, I was the slowest. Up to this day, I don't understand because I'm a very fast, fast person. 
but that point i was so sluggish i just got caught up and tried to fight myself and when i was going the charges were against me you are a drug user you were in possession of some drugs so uh fast forward i i had to accept and as a result i got suspended from the institution i was i had to come back to nakuru i had to come back home hopefully for my parents they would now manage me at home at their side much more better than when i was away and um, my father one time called me when i was still high as i was so high and he called me and had to talk to me about you know what's up with life and i still recall some of the advices he gave me he said once you just made a decision it's all about what you decide because you are your best manager you are the best manager of uh, what you can do in your life and i see the truth in those words because i've gotten to realize that whatever thing you're facing right now in life you're the manager of the outcome of life whatever you decide it's either the world focuses on on your decisions okay the world shifts its focus into what you put yourself and your mind and uh, your body and everything that's within you that's your soul and yeah everything falls in line to what you decide to chase and pursue in life so at that time i didn't fully recover but i was clearly a product of drug abuse and um, my father didn't really push for uh wanting to know okay you're now a changed person because he told me it's up to you i can only pray for you i can only wish that you live a substantial life but it's up to you to decide so yes i used to sneak out when they are not doing when they are not uh, around i do my own thing i have my own style when they come home in the evening we just smile we just be a family but the problem was i never had something i lacked the real motivation to do things that mattered in life because i was been dragged with friends i was been dragged with uh, expectations to please my neighbors who are at the point at the moment at that place they were they were my main catalyst to want to do that and i'm not blaming anyone because i say a weak minded person can never make uh, a substantial uh, i say a weak person can never make something meaningful you are too much of an agreeable person that your friends trust me they don't respect you for that they don't respect you for 
they know they can manipulate you however and yeah so i i wish i had made a substantial decision to you know say that uh this drug thing has cost me my life has cost me my family relationship and i don't want it anymore instead of just doing it for the sake and enjoying the sensation for a few hours two three hours and you're back with your miserable life thinking about how best you can make it fun with drugs and uh, uh, at this point um oh when i came back i came back to join university and uh if you look at my grades i was somebody who is fairly a student but not fully <laughs> a student so i perform fairly and i just pass exams but i don't excel much and that was just it and uh, i used to also spend time less and less time making meaning of uh, what i understand in school and to cut the sad story short uh, i got to a point of realizing how much i damaged my life and i say the covid period came to to give us a sense of making your life about yourself making life about what you want and i recall i didn't have a meaningful relationship the relationship was so unsided the relationship was not healthy it was toxic it was everything so you see i, I never have uh uh a meaning of respect from others and i would say that also diminishes my own respect for my life and we grow up getting this unconditional love we grow up having this perception that your life you will be great you will do things you achieve more but once it hasn't internalized in what you see for yourself you may never get to live that life in its entirety so um i got to the point where my life was now uh 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 just a second oh this is how i can describe it i got to a point where i was battling with my existential crisis and i was judging my newly found self and my newly discovered uh, meaning with also the things that i've known for a long time the friends i've seen growing up in my life and also the lifestyle i had adopted and um now i know that indeed when the devil steals your life the devil uh, chases your purpose 
he will do anything to put you in a miserable condition he will put everything to shake your roots and make you doubt yourself because uh i got delivered i got delivered in 2020 i got delivered in my home where i fully accepted christ and i had to do away with this was the hard part to do away with uh songs to do away with my beliefs and it started with something uh on the outside literally i had to delete some songs literally i had to refuse going to certain places i had to refuse agreeing to talk about drugs and their influence at this point i'm talking about weed i had to stop talking about how good i feel or how i want others to listen i had to say about what i feel the newly found salvation in my life i had to speak about how the goodness of god is transforming me at this point and uh, i would like also to urge anybody who is fighting that um midlife crisis or getting to understand what it is you stand for what are your values what are your strongholds yeah what kind of person you are you should never feel in indebted to please somebody just for the sake of it and i feel you have to say what you stand for in order for the world to and also understand what kind of person you are and uh yeah the support i got from my friends was incredible when i said you know what guys i have this problem i i have been in the darkness i've been a silent wolf walking towards to, towards my own thing and this is the result i am here i am miserable i don't feel so okay as i appear when i smile to you and yo <laughs> i was surprised by how many people are willing to okay there are not many i can't say there are many people but i was surprised to see the response of a few constant fellows who give out their lives and they had the testimony as i had and they could make me feel that indeed you can never really know a person once they've transformed and once they bring out the new identity you forget the past you forget where they come from and that was my newly found motivation to figure my life out to dig up everything that i had known dig up everything that i stood for dig up the kind of reactions i used to give and i feel that has slowly transformed me to embrace peace to embrace love for myself and i don't blame myself for being in, in that situation but maybe i could never have gripped the basics of life i could never have enjoyed the deepness of valuing my salvation and never valuing uh 
that somebody indeed can go to through a a pit hole and come out in the end yeah so i now have researched i have looked into the addictive behavior of drug abuse and i'd like to share some of it and i hope maybe some are known some are hidden some are outside in, uh, in the light and yeah so there's been a debate about the importance of drug abuse uh the importance of there's been a debate about the importance of using drugs and i would also say that drugs are good weed is good weed is not bad but when it is used in a way that there is nothing you are gaining out of it when an elderly person gets recommended to use it it's because they are battling with something that's abnormal in their life and when they use the drug it kind of fixes something so when you're using a drug and you're using it for fun then you are now becoming the abnormal part of it you are now switching the good use of that to abuse it in a way that is not substantial or meaningful to you and um the 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 way drug responds to your body is it may make you feel somewhat relaxed as compared to other uh, reactive uh, drugs such as alcohol weed on the other hand makes you feel calm and you may be calm and grow something that makes you become slow and unreactive to reality that's why it's a numbing drug to the users who who are recommended in the hospital you it slows down your reaction your brain reaction you tend to follow key details on a particular thing and as we see time move so does our mind move in that direction so what what you're doing when you consuming it over time is that it now releases the slow reaction to your body and you may you may feel that when you're driving and uh, you're in that state one thing is you may feel over excited overwhelmed to do certain things and in real sense you are risking your life and yes uh i may not be surprised to hear of deaths caused by people who are under influence of some some sort and this is because you may lose a sense of being alive reality fades away in front of you and what is left is what you perceive in your slow mental state to be what it is and it's very easy for you to lose focus it's very easy for you to lose a direction it's very easy for you to sway and 
find yourself on the wrong side of decision making. Currently recovering in the, I take each, each day as it is to try and maybe relearn what I've, I've had become a norm because um, in as much as I was uh, testifying of my salvation and my newly found light, I still had uh, some moments where I would relapse and find myself uh, thinking about it too much and at some point I used to go back to that life and uh, what has helped me over time is the support of friends who I will freely admit that I am not okay <laughs> and what they will do was uh, to hold me and tell me and this is something I will recommend to anybody when you're trying to quit something, it is not entirely advisable that you replace it with something that, that, um, that's going to fade it out. Because you had strong roots as to why you used to do that thing. You had your own reasons. And they may never be something that has the same uh, gratification as what you used to get from getting in that state so the best thing you can do for yourself is try find the strong reasons that make you want to quit and this involves highly in finding a purpose more of uh, wanting to disqualify this thing as being a part of your accepted uh, value as you have been living that life for a long time and uh, the sense of purpose is overlooked because uh, I feel if you decide to wake up at 4 in the morning you may be used to getting up at 7 normally but if you just find a, a way to see that 4am is good for you, you can start by saying how good waking up at 4 makes you want to feel like reading, makes you want to be productive before others are awake, being uh, the 1% of the society who get up early to go to the gym, to take a jog on the, on the block and when you have substan uh, substantial reasons as to why you're doing something as opposed to what you used to do in your comfort zone and uh, that is what gives you a solid meaning and purpose for a hard but uh, beneficial decision that you're going to make. So that was my take for Whenever I felt I used to procrastinate work, whenever I used to feel like uh, my mind is still fixated on what I used to know, what I used to do, what I used to decide when I'm responding to stress and when I'm overly excited. And yes, I have now found a new sense of 
purpose and identity which I'm obviously working on every day of my life that God has granted me to be alive to this day to maybe testify to what I'm doing today and uh, give somebody maybe some words of wisdom and hope that if God indeed did it for me when I was in that state I know there are some instances where I slightly missed getting caught and getting uh, into trouble and I thought it was my own uh, wisdom and I I would have boasted that I was clever at that time Ujanja wa dunia I would say but I think it was a way of God sparing me for a purpose that is higher than what I would have understood at the moment and uh, to this day I'm and to this day I'm ever grateful that God has turned my life around and I can say that to those who are battling to uh, legalize this drug in Kenya I will still wish that a lot of background checks are done to know exactly what you're legalizing because uh, when people like me who never had a revelation of indeed what was going on young in my teenage years and uh, I now see that these years of uh, early development as people we are supposed to be fixated on creating our identity creating our ourselves and once you involve uh, drugs too much in your life you may never find that uh, that time to clearly have something tangible you may have it all in your mind but never manage to do anything and that's why you see a lot of people who are in the streets who are living a, a life that you may never really admire a life of poverty and this is mostly uh, up to them to decide where the their source of um, management and how you view life because you may have wealth but never see it you may have uh, a lifestyle and a problem that you may never see so it solely relies on the government to just see that indeed when we are legalizing this thing is it something that can be productive more on building lives or is it escalating more in destroying the lives of the young people in this world in this kenya in our world today and um, i think this community has a way of perceiving people who use drugs the community will always try to but uh, some something ama when somebody will tell you yenyewe hii ni bangi hii ni bangi you may find it comical but if you base the roots on how serious the damage of drug is i guess you will understand that indeed drug abuse 
has a way of changing your perception and your meaning especially an early developing young person and yeah so that's that's it at this moment we just feel grateful for the lord for what he has done to our lives and um, as the firstborn in my home i always try to emulate a good example at this point that my test was my testimony to this day that uh, where i am right now can be substantial for anybody who wants to change and review their life as a turning point and um, make the most out of what they have now because trust me i have a lot to catch up on what i lost previously i have relationships i wish to mend i have people i need to to show my other side i really need to prove myself to the world that the person you knew previously is not me anymore blessing and with that beautiful people we have come to the end of this episode this episode was not about debating whether weed should be legalized or not because yes i agree it has the medical positive effects but still even if you are a supporter of it being legalized look at also the people who have been affected by it especially the teens or those who started using the drug while they were teens because the effects really 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 mess up their lives so we will debate on this another day but for today i hope you have learned a thing or two and if you are a user of the drug kindly try to stop or reduce on your usage and if you are on your journey to recovery i wish you all the best and if you need help look for help and there are people out here who are ready to help you and with that uh, see you next time my name is farajak hell you can reach out at farajak hell on instagram until next time bye